The Healthy Charleston podcast is brought to you by Made to Move Physical Therapy. Made to Move Physical Therapy specializes in helping you get out of pain and get back to doing what you love. We offer relationship-oriented, one-on-one, individualized care to all of our clients, and we believe in putting the patient's needs first. If you'd like to work with me or any of our other physical therapists at Made to Move, check out the link in the show notes and get 10% off of your first session. We have locations throughout Charleston, Mount Pleasant, West Ashley, Somerville, and Daniel Island. Don't waste another day stuck in your pain. Follow the link and schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Healthy Charleston Podcast, where we help you take ownership of your health and fitness. My name is Hannah, and I am here to be your source of accurate health and fitness information while spreading awareness about all of the different health and fitness resources available to you in the Charleston area. Be sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Jenny Gaddy, owner and founder of Atlas Food Co., is on a mission to show the world how important our relationship with food is. Atlas Food Co. is a delicious, locally sourced, weekly meal delivery service rooted in sustainability. Everything from their containers, labels, to their taste test spoons are all biodegradable and produced from recycled materials. Jenny and I talked all about her inspiration to create Atlas regenerative farming, and all about the benefits of composting for ourselves and for the environment. She shares some easy ways to start better food disposal habits, and all the resources she mentioned are in the show notes. Please subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Otherwise, welcome Jenny. What's up, Jenny? Thank you so much for coming on the Healthy Charleston podcast. Can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do in Charleston? Hi, I'm Jenny. And I am the owner and founder of Atlas Food Co. And what is Atlas Food Co.? Atlas Food Co. is a currently only Charleston-based weekly meal delivery company. So Charleston-based, meaning like everything you get is from Charleston? Not everything. Okay. So what does that mean? uh, Charleston-based in the sense that we only deliver currently in Charleston. One of the things that we strive to do to make us different is only deliver locally so that there isn't all of that extra packaging, that the food is as fresh as it can be, and that we're stimulating the local economy. Awesome. Yeah. When did you start Atlas? Started Atlas in August 2019. Oh, right before the year that we all remember, right? Yes. <laughs> so tell me about Let's Go Way Back. What sparked you to start this? Well, I had been working in restaurants for a few years. I mean, I'd been cooking on yachts prior to that, but cooking on yachts, that sounds great. <laughs> How'd you get that set up? Uh, so a bit longer of a story. Okay, okay. <laughs> but um, I had been traveling, I'd done a lot of traveling, and I met this woman in Kanab, Utah, and she was a chef on sail yachts. And when I was in New York working in a restaurant, I loved to travel and experience new cultures and see new places. And I, I'd been working in this restaurant and I just wanted to get back seeing the world. And one of my, my dreams was to sail around the world. So I contacted her and asked her, 
do you have any websites or, or who do I contact to, to become a cook on a yacht? And she gave me a website and got my first job and it was on from there. <laughs> How long were you on this yacht? I was cooking on yachts for about two and a half years on and off, but I'd lived in Hawaii prior and I went and lived in Hawaii again during that period. I had started a cleaning business to fund starting a baking business when I was living there. And I just had the opportunity to go back to Hawaii and take take the baking business back up uh, just to make money while I was there. And then I would, if there was a job that I saw on a yacht that I enjoyed or thought that would be a cool place to go and see, I, I applied for it and then I was off. That sounds like you're an entrepreneur. <laughs> you're like, I had this business and this business. Now I have this business. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've always just loved creating things. My mom, ever since I was a little girl, she's just like, your brain is just, you always want to like, you're starting these projects mm -hmm. and in my younger years, I would I had a lot of ideas and I would start them and then I would realize, I, well, I wouldn't necessarily follow through or for instance, I have 17 or it's either 17 or like 27 vintage wedding dresses in my parents' loft in Spokane, Washington, because I had bought them when I was living in Phoenix, Arizona. And I had gone into this vintage store and I saw these wedding dresses and I had this dream of like what what they could be. I, I saw it and and then I took them back to the place that I was living and I was like, shit, I don't know how to sew. <laughs> so, um, I attempted to for a while and then lost steam because it wasn't a true passion. And then I was kind of like on to the next thing. But so you're a visionary for sure. <laughs> I don't know. Lots of ideas. Yeah, lots of visions. Let's yeah. say that. you can really see it. Yeah. 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 So you were cooking on yachts. And then what happened after that? So I was cooking on yachts, met a man. We decided to try our relationship living on land. And he had gotten a job in Charleston. And I had a place in New York and I decided to come down and try it out and things didn't work out, but um, it worked out for me in the sense that I started working at Zero George, really loved uh, working under Vincent and experiencing molecular gastronomy and having that introduction to that style of cooking. Uh, during that period of my life, I was really interested in it. Um, so it was something that I wanted to explore. So I ended up staying and then I felt like I had learned a decent amount from him after about a year and a half. And uh, then I transitioned over to Maison when it was opening because I wanted to learn more about French cuisine. And Vandy's just one of the most incredible chefs in manipulating and working with with ingredients and flavors that um, that I've ever been around. He's just... He makes really beautiful food. Um, so it was really cool to be there. And while I was there, I was um, also nannying. And during that time, I got to experience why people have nannies, because I never really <laughs> understood it before that. Um, and it was just 
to understand being a parent and how busy you are just to deal with life. And then you throw a kid in the mix and everything that they have going on. Their life you got to deal with too. Yeah. And, And you just need help. So I understood why people also used meal services at that time. And working in restaurants, I just saw how much waste there was. Like working in restaurants, working on yachts, from the packaging to the the food just being thrown away. And it kind of crushed my soul. Um, it just went against everything that I had grown up learning and being around. And so then... What made you go from soul is crushed to I'm going to change the world by starting my own business? It had a lot to do with the woman that I was nannying for, um, Grace Cohen. She's She gave me tough love in, in the sense of sharing everything that it takes to run a business. And because, again, there was that old part of me where it was like, I saw it, I believed it, I I am kind of fearless in the sense where I will just go for it. And she gave me the reality check. But this time it was something that I was truly passionate about that meant something to me. So I was willing to put in the work. And I worked both of those jobs to be able to fund starting Atlas. And I'd get like three hours of sleep most nights (laughs) um, during that time period because I would go work at Maison, get off, prep, because during that time when I first started, I was just cooking out of my kitchen at my house. And I would go home, finish prepping, finish cooking for meals for Atlas, and then wake up, get or get three hours of sleep, wake up, go deliver the food, pick up Grace's daughter from school, do the the nanny thing, and then sometimes even go go to Maison after that or go and do something for Atlas. And it was just, that was kind of a wild, wild time. But I loved it because I was experiencing the change that I wanted to see. I was creating the change that, that I wanted to see. So. so what is different about Atlas than other meal service companies? I mean, food is the foundation of it. We source as much as we can locally. We, Our meat comes from a regenerative farm in North Carolina. Food being the foundation, understanding that what we put into our body is extremely important. And so having nutrient-dense food and the way that we get nutrient-dense food is by putting back into the soil. And the way that we put back into the soil is through compost and vitamins and minerals and Another way that we're we're different is we use compostable packaging and we partner with a composting company here in town called uh, compostnow.org. And, you know, we try to educate all of our customers or, you know, I, I don't care if it's a customer or not. I would just want to help spread the word of composting and that there isn't just services like Compost Now that uh, Charleston actually started a pilot program a little over a year ago and there's compost facilities or compost drop-offs around around the city which is really cool so there's a few things that you said that i kind of want to pull from so earlier you mentioned like 
the amount of waste that you saw and the way that people were treating food was so different than the way that you had grown up treating and viewing food. So tell me about about that. What was it like growing up? Like what was your relationship with food? And, and tell me more about that. So growing up, my hands were and feet were always in the dirt. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest and I just had a really free childhood. And my mom, her way of showing love was providing care. And that was with anything and everything that she came into contact with. So the garden that uh, she kept, the compost bin that was behind our house, the then in the summer going to uh, the farms and and picking fruits and vegetables that we couldn't grow ourselves and canning them so that we had them in the winter so that she could provide us with food that she knew was going to be fueling our bodies. And I don't know, I, I grew up around compost and it wasn't this this disgusting thing. It was it was cool. It was fascinating. It was to see like you know throwing an apple into a pile of dirt or sometimes you know there's leaves and other things mixed in and then it churning like my parents churning it and the, seeing the steam rise and then knowing that that apple became the dirt like became the dirt pile itself like the coolest science experiment as a kid and yeah. then you're like amazed by it yeah and you you dig around in there and there's worms and mm, you know all yeah. the microbes and all everything it's just like how how does that happen yes of course like things decompose but to actually see it and be a part of it and it just be a way of life like the way of life that's what's normal to me and I, I understand that we don't know that which we don't know. And so I just want to share that gift of my childhood and share, you know, natural material, organic material, food should be going back into the earth, not, not into a trash can and, and share that it's possible and, and show the beauty of the cycle and that it's not disgusting versus, um, the stigma that it seems that so many people that haven't been around that, that didn't grow up with it, uh, have. Yeah, I think what you said, like, we're just comfortable with what we're familiar with. And to you and to like to people who grew up with this, putting things in a trash can and in a landfill, like, that's disgusting. And if you really think about it, you're like, oh, you're right. That is disgusting. Like, it sucks to throw away all this food that either, like, could be put back into the earth or someone else could be eating. Yeah. It's always like that guilt moment of like every Sunday, you know, uh, clean out the fridge. And I'm like, I need to start buying less from the store or doing something else with this food that I'm not eating. So you mentioned regenerative farming. Yes. Okay. What is that? Tell me more about that. Um, I have no expertise on it. <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a style of farming that's a circular system. It's thinking of the natural way of life. Like if humans weren't there farming the land, how would the cycle of nature go about? It's connected. You can't find the beginning. You can't find the end. It's all just a cycle. Yeah. 
yeah. and it just keeps going. Whereas linear, we stop it. Yeah, you get to an ending point. We're cycling through it, which is what how I see a lot of commercial farming is that we're cycling through the soil and we're not being stewards, true stewards of the land. We're not caring for it and trying to create the best product. We're trying to create the cheapest commodity product that we can. We're just like getting our hands all in it and not not helping. We're like humanizing it in a way that's not like not like the natural way of doing things. It's like we're, as humans, like we're changing it for our own benefit, but we're like disrupting it. Yeah, which it's not, I don't believe that it was out of, um, it's not coming from a bad place. For sure. You know, it's just, we try practices. We are trying to accommodate for a growing society, the amount of mouths that are out there. and But we, we've, fall short or just like anything, you know, it's trial and error. And we found that there's a lot of errors and it's like, okay, well, we know that there's errors. Are we going to keep doing the same thing? Are we going to change? Are we going to pivot, like pause and then pivot and say, okay, well, kind of how you said that we're, we're doing that to, we're like, only we get the benefit. Yeah, but the thing is, is by those practices, we it's actually we don't we're, get, we're hurting ourselves. Yeah, we're not getting the true benefit. We're not getting the greatest benefit because the the products that we're creating, the produce that we're creating is not the the best quality. It's not it's filled with things that a lot of the time can harm us versus fuel us. It's like the way that we're doing things in the pursuit of them being cheaper and quicker, we're actually hurting ourselves. The short term versus the long term. So we're like, oh, well, this is easy and this is cheaper and this is better. But is it really better? No, it actually hurts all of us in the long run and probably a lot in the, you know, the temporary, the short term too. So you started, I mean, you've had a lot of you know, between vintage dresses and no, I'm just kidding. I know that was just like a thing, but I think that's amazing. You started as a chef. You have a lot of experience cooking. And so what is your role now with Atlas? Like, are you cooking? Who's cooking? What is that process like? So my role with Atlas is more so educating myself on sustainability so that we can better be in alignment with our mission and and, and achieve our goals to be as sustainable as possible. Um, the Our culinary director is Brad Schaefer. He and I work together at Zero George and the quality that he wishes to food to be because of his own restaurant experience. I just remembered being in the kitchen and we would have these testing days at Zero where we would present to chef and to the rest of the cooks, like a dish that we had come up with. And I was always so excited to try Brad's because it was so thoughtfully made. It was simple. A lot of the time he didn't try to overdo it, but he recognized the, what the, the qualities were in each each ingredient that he was using 
and highlighted them in subtle ways. And it takes, it just allows your palate to experience those and to grow fond of, of flavors for what they are. We've tried for a really long time to get them to come on board because uh, doing a lot of the time it was, you know, I was driving, I was cooking, I was doing admin, I was doing so many different aspects of the business. There were, I've had for probably two years now, you know, we have delivery drivers, we have cooks, but I was still so spread thin kind of because I was trying to do so many different things that I wasn't able to focus. And so now it was finding the right people to be in the kitchen that I could trust and that I knew would want to create really beautiful food and that it would be to the quality that I wanted uh, to provide to people so I could focus on the passion aspect. So I could focus on how how can we cr- close the the loop on ensuring 100% that the packaging that we use is getting composted. What initiatives can we be supporting as a business and be educating ourselves on so that we are uh, being a part of the change in, or the, being a part of the movement towards becoming more sustainable in South Carolina and as well as how growing the business to go into other cities. So right now we're also try, looking at, um, to expand first into Charlotte. Oh, nice. That's exciting. Yeah. I was like, what are you going to say? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's what I'm doing now is more so just the growth aspect yeah, you're always learning for sure. Yeah, that's awesome that you're you're now able to like expand this to other cities and that you're able to focus so much more now on kind of like the reason that you started all of this is sustainability because like you said, the meal prep service like that helps so many people just because of their lives because our lives are crazy and we've packed our lives so full, which is probably another thing that we can talk about that we don't have time or energy or desire to cook our food. And we, but we know that we still need to eat. So that's good at least. But then again, in that pursuit, we have all of these plastic containers. We have these frozen foods we have, which aren't always bad, of course, um, foods that are sourced, who knows how. And so it seems like what y'all are doing and what your passion really is, is making this yes, convenient and it fits your life, but also really sustainable and actually really nutrient dense and really high quality. And it sounds like delicious food that, like you said, completes the cycle that isn't just taking, taking, taking. That's really making sure that you are, everyone is composting, that you are um, getting food source from like ethical farming sources. So you had this idea you said 2019? That's when we started. That's yeah. when you started. Okay. I was going to ask, like, when was your first delivery? Like, what was your first meal? Oh, the first meal. Do you Gosh, remember? I don't remember. Oh, you have to, like, <laughs> have it frozen in your freezer, like, forever. Come oh, on. Sh- like the wedding cake that <laughs> exactly. people do. Shit. <laughs> what are you up. thinking? <laughs> um, Were you cooking it at that point? Oh, yeah. In the beginning, like, it was just me. Yourself. It was, yeah. 
like I said, I was staying up till three, four yeah. in the morning, oh, like finishing cooking, packaging it to then sleep a few hours to go and deliver the food. Yeah. We, we just launched a new line. We should oh, have froze the first you one of those. It. Do you remember what that was? <laughs> the first. Uh, we did. Gosh, I think we had probably in D. I think we, we do a lot of Indian butter mm-hmm. chicken or Indian mm-hmm. butter chickpeas. You know, sometimes I'm so, I, there's a lot going there's on. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Um, I don't remember what our first meals were. It's the beauty of technology is also so that like it's you know my notes have everything because as I'm thinking of something as I'm doing something if I need to remember something I write myself a note oh yeah thank god um, for notes yeah I don't know how people don't write things down I'm like do you not have like a million thoughts a day that you're like if I don't remember that something bad is gonna happen yeah that's what notes are for yeah so tell me about COVID like you started this right before how did that affect your business? How, what happened in 2020 for y'all? 2020, well, there was a, a period of a lull because we had to close for a little bit to just because of getting tested and things like that. We, you know, just to make sure that we were good. Like when it first was like, hey, you have to stay at home, at, you know, you got to get tested, all of this. Um, we closed just to make sure that for health and safety reasons for our customers. And then there was a period where people, because they were at home, they wanted to cook. And then luckily, there's also not cooking isn't everyone's passion. So uh, about probably that went on for about a month. And then after that, it kind of ramped up because our first product line, which is now called Atlas Elevated, they're meals that you would have in a restaurant. So they're 80% finished. And by the customer doing those that those finishing touches, it's the quality of sitting down and having it at a restaurant. I think people were craving that experience and they were wanting to still, you know, we're, if you're a foodie, you're not just going to stop being a foodie because COVID happens. So we were in a period of growth because mm-hmm. of that. Um, the last two years were we tripled in sales and then we almost tripled again uh, this last year. And now with with the economy and with COVID being finished, it's kind of started to slow some, which is in ways as nice as giving us room mm-hmm. to you can breathe. <laughs> take a take a breather and to, like I said, I think just within this last year, because also of the team that we now have, was able to really learn about what it takes to run a successful and sustainable business. So it's been nice to to see Atlas becoming an actual business. Like legit. <laughs> yeah. Like it was always legit, but yeah. I totally get it. Like there's a point in which you have, you know, a team and you're doing these things and you're like, oh, this is a legit business. Yeah. Like, this is a thing. Yeah. And especially because the people that are on the team, like they're just really good at what they do. And so being around them is inspiring. I'm like, you know, I loved food and I was a pretty good cook, but I never called myself a chef. But the people in, on our 
kitchen team, the the management now is like they're chefs, and so yes. it's just I'm like the watching them work and how organized that they are and their the systems that they have and all of the tricks. I'm like, man. I did not know yeah. all of those. Like no, real chefs. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't have been up till four in the morning. Maybe yeah. only up till three or two if I would have known. That's these why you tricks, find but. the right people who they're really good at that. They're the experts. It's cool because I, when I think of meal prep services, I don't often think of like gourmet meals or kind of like that restaurant experience. I usually think of it's in a container that I'm going to put in the microwave and then I'm going to inhale because it's just. Cause I just need food and it's like very simple or maybe I'm not sometimes enjoying it, but sometimes it's more just like, you know, it's like lunch. I'm like, I got 15 minutes and I need to eat this. So I really love the idea of like, kind of like the best mix between HelloFresh, but you didn't have to do all the work. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of it was done for you, but then you get to go be a part of making the food and then you still get to have the the sit down dinner experience because there's a portion of the meal prep service that implies that you're in a rush and that, I mean, it's super convenient and it's really great, but I love that y'all also have Atlas elevated um, just to enjoy the meal, like slow down. Tell me about, it's called Atlas basics. Yeah. That's like the, the regular line. So that's the line that we just soft launched uh, oh, January 1st. Okay. So very, very recent. Um, we're kind of in the figuring out stages. We didn't want a hard launch because it was a, a whole new line. Okay, um, tell me the difference. <laughs> like I've heard of a so, soft launch, but like what is it? <laughs> um, soft launch is just we haven't. Like we're just giving teasers. Essentially, we've you know all of the information that we've released on it is saying like things are change going to change. Mm. This is this is our pilot program period or pilot period, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so you know like for instance, our first delivery of Atlas Basics, we were using a certain container that we thought was great you know and we did test prior and whatever have you but you never really know until you've actually done a full run through and what we found was that that container that we had originally purchased just because of the scope of meals that we were wanting to to provide just wasn't going to work out and we sent it out and the tops like they didn't it it was just they weren't large enough mm -hmm. so the very the second week uh, we're like all right gotta we gotta, gotta switch this up yeah like, gotta find new containers so that's kind of why it's a soft launch is that we're sharing with people that hey we we haven't ran this we've yeah we've tested it but you know we didn't have every single menu that we were gonna do written before yeah it's like, like your we, beta test like your pilot yeah. yeah um so that is the period that we're in um hoping that our plan is to to hard launch march like fourth oh uh, which is like so soon surprisingly yeah. it's yeah. just like <laughs> happening so fast <laughs> um but atlas basics is essentially the the type of meal service that you were talking about it is simplified so mm -hmm. it's 
um, still the same quality, still, you know, chef inspired, still beautiful sauces, but it's to focus on people that are in a hurry and that are really focused on their macros. Mm. So it's a subscription based and it is something that you can just throw in the microwave. So that's cool that you can put compostable containers in the microwave. Yes, you can't put the lid. Yes, the lid will, it will melt. Yeah, don't do that. Um, But the bottoms themselves are, yeah, you just pop it in the microwave and you're good to go. Yeah, I think there's probably so many things like that that people, they don't know, so they're scared of. It's like the, this might sound so dumb, but at a lot of restaurants or like food halls, there's now landfill and recycle. Yeah. And sometimes compost. And like, if you don't know, you feel bad. You're like, do I put all this here? Like, what do I do? What do I put in there that you almost just like don't want to fail and you don't want to try? So you're like landfill. Like, I'll just put it all in there. Like, it'll be fine. But then you realize like how often you're doing that and everyone else around you is doing that. So it sounds like there's just so much to to learn so that we can get comfortable with. Where can people learn more about composting and how to do this sustainably? So I don't know if you're going to share the websites that I shared with you, but um, compostnow.org. I don't know the city's website off like verbatim offhand, but um, you can just type in Charleston composting pilot program into Google and it will show you all of the current drop-off locations. And they're also, you can find it on our, I think on our Instagram page and on our website, we have links to, to both compost now and to the, to the city ones. Do you feel like a composting expert? Yeah. I don't feel like an expert. I'm just like, how long have you done this? Well, I've composted since I was, okay. Like I was in my mom's stomach. Like you don't ever remember not. Yeah. Okay, so can you give me like the quick and dirty? Like, if you wanted to start composting this weekend, like, what would you need? Uh, if you're in Charleston, all you need to do is just go buy yourself a bucket, a bucket with a lid. Okay, because I mean that is something. It is food that is yeah. decomposing. So <laughs> probably you want it. <laughs> well, yeah, depending on where you live. Just if you make sure that it's a a lid that closes tight, just like a five gallon bucket. Okay, you know with. With the lid, you, I don't recommend leaving it in your house, but you can. Um, but if you have like a little side porch or on your back porch, whichever is closest to your kitchen, you just go scoop it in at the, like the end of the All your food waste. All the food waste. You just put it in the bucket. Just put it in there. The only thing is compost now will take uh, raw meat. The city will not. The city will take cooked meat, but it won't take raw. So you just put it in the bucket. And then just what happens? In, you put it in the bucket. If, if <laughs> like you, that's it, <laughs> you, you put it in the bucket and you go take it. Once it's full, okay. you take it to the drop off location. And then they take it to a composting site, which is essentially just large mounds of organic matter. Are there cities in which, like, they come and pick up the trash, they come and pick up recycling? Like, are there cities in which it's, like, city-wide that they yeah. come? Where yeah. is that? 
Charlotte is one of those. They have curbside composting. Um, California, I believe the entire state, it's illegal to throw food matter away there. Oh, illegal. I, I believe it's illegal now. You like put some chicken breasts in your trash can and like I'm someone there on your watching door. them. Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I, <laughs> I said it was doing it. <laughs> no, it's just like I'm coming. No, um, I think it. They passed a law so that it is illegal. Like they yeah. also have California is doing some really cool things. Like uh, I want to say it's a bottle initiative. There's all of these things where if you throw it away, you could get fined, and in, instead. trying to encourage people and again it's not i think it's because it's hard to um quit habit Mm -hmm. and unless there's a lot of the time a negative um a penalty yeah yeah consequence then we're not gonna change like if you know the positive is like oh we're helping the planet and it's like yes we all love the earth it's our home but Sometimes you're busy. That's not in the forefront of your mind. But if you're like, I'm going to lose $200 if I do this, that yeah. is sure. That's how we work. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be in the the front of your mind. So yeah, there are lots of places out there. Those are the two that I know of mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but I think that uh New Hampshire also um there's lots of Maine, yeah. I believe. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's like the with any change, if the pain of change is more than the pain of staying the same, we won't change. Yeah. So if they make the pain of staying the same $200, you yeah. know, like there's more pain there. Yeah. So then we're like, okay, we'll change. Well, and it's just make, giving that, making it as easy as, as possible. It's like, okay, yeah, if we do have curbside composting, if it was... Like lowering the barrier. Yeah. yeah. Like you go, you put your trash out on... On Wednesdays, you put your recycling out on Tuesdays, you put your composting out on Thursdays, like just becomes a part of your life. Yeah. Yeah. What is something that you really want people to know and understand, like really the, the passion and the purpose behind Atlas? What do you really want people to take from this? The importance of the way that you fuel your body and then what you do afterwards as well with the matter that's left over. I wish that people understood how and valued food in a way where it's like, you know, we all go and we work out and understanding that they, they go hand in hand. How you fuel your body directly affects the, the, what your body is going to be capable of doing, as well as the way that we take care of the land is in direct um, relationship with with the fuel that we are receiving. And it's just, it's all connected. So just changing the value perception of that. It's like, are you going to pay now or are you going to pay later? And knowing that if we want to live the best lives that we possibly can, it starts with valuing the earth and valuing the way in which we take care of ourselves. The things that we're putting in our body. Yeah. Yeah. What's something that you're focusing on personally, you know, in 2023 or just recently to improve your health? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, nothing. <laughs> got nothing. Uh, no, I mean, I recently joined Ethos. Mm-hmm. Love Ethos. Um, and have been working out. I was working out at a gym in West Ashley prior to that. But I really love everything that ethos is offering like the cold plunge that they're they're getting the sauna um i think that that's something in 2023 that i for health reasons want to do i used to do the sauna and cold plunge and i noticed how much clearer i was how my nervous system was so much more balanced i just really i felt invigorated and i want to want to get back there so that's i would say the cold plunge sauna the mm-hmm. hot cold fire uh, and ice yeah yeah that's that's something that i'm excited about and yeah now yeah. we can all hold you accountable to it because you yeah. said it live that's true yep okay <laughs> we will check back in in a few months to make sure that you are doing once it opens what yeah. about you what are you doing oh yeah no one's ever asked me that this isn't about me jenny this is about you well, this is yeah. a relationship. You're we're, so right. We're having a conversation. I am f- trying to focus more on slowing down this mm-hmm. year and yeah. not putting so many things on my plate or on my calendar where I don't enjoy anything because I'm just rushing. And so I'm trying to um, – it's, it's really easy. It would be really easy for me to be like, oh, I have this fitness goal or I have this PR or I have this thing that I want. But doing those things – more prevents me from slowing down and doing a yoga class maybe or going and taking a walk. And so I'm trying to like every day and every week think about how can I put less pressure on myself because I you often put so pressure on these things that you're like, this doesn't really matter, but I'm freaking out about it. Um, and how can I just like slow down and be more present and enjoy life more because of it? Do you have a morning ritual? Um, I'm working on it. I do like, I know for sure every time I wake up before I need to wake up, like when I wake up with enough time to just like relax, Mm -hmm. I feel so much better, but I also love sleep. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's some days where it's better than, you know, versus if I'm starting work at 8am, I'm probably just going to wake up and start. Yeah. So then I should do something like the night before or that night. So if you have any tips on that, I really love candles. Mm-hmm. I think just the softness of that lighting and the flame itself just is mesmerizing. And to be, I feel like it just, when you light a candle, when it's dark out, whether that's the early hours in the morning or, you know, the evening, it, it just kind of automatically or almost automatically drops you into your body and drops you into being present and and grounding down and just feeling what's around you. It like sets the tone. Yeah. I notice anytime I'm like, I want to intentionally relax, I light a candle or I light like all the candles I have in my house. (laughs) Every single room (laughs) has like seven candles. They're like, wow, that house is bright. <laughs> and then you blow them all out and you're like coughing. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm not relaxed anymore. Your smoke detectors go off. <laughs> but I totally agree. It's, it's like doing something to like set the tone and like set the vibe. Like I have – last night I literally – I was like on the couch 
And I, it was a night where I like, I got home at like six, which is rare. And I had all this time and I was like, I am sitting here scrolling. And I was like, no. And I literally said out loud and my dogs are sitting there. Elliot went to trivia and I was like, we are going to relax tonight. <laughs> cause like, I talked to my yeah. dogs cause like who doesn't? I mean, we all do. And I was like, all right, all right, puppies, we are relaxing. <laughs> and I'm like, like <laughs> And so then I like made myself a meal and put my phone away and like mm-hmm. I did watch watch trash television because yeah. I never get to because Elliot doesn't want to watch it. Um, but I had the candles and we cuddled with the puppies and um, I was like, I just want to make sure I spend my night doing something that's not just scrolling. That's another thing. It's like putting my phone away. I'm like, it's such a habit to be like, what's on Instagram? I'm like, well, I literally just checked. So thank you for asking. Yeah, I appreciate that. So where can our followers find you and connect with you? They can check out our Instagram, which is just at Atlas Food Co. It is a very unique spelling. <laughs> so, um, I like it. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's A-T-L-Y-S-S and then just Food Co. And that's the same. Our website is atlasfoodco.com. Can you, there was a passage that you brought yes. that I want to end with, if you can read that. I think it kind of goes with what we were just talking about of slowing down. And for whatever reason, I woke up this morning because that's another thing that I do is I will just try to turn on a soft light and then read a passage. And one of my favorite books is Things That Join the Sea and the Sky. And it's by Mark Nepo. And this passage is called Things Get Complicated. It says, what I'm trying to say is that by moving through the world is inevitably complicated, while being in the world by its nature is simple. When in the midst of complication, we're asked to return to direct living, which means to say what is true when it is true and to hold things gently. And yeah, I just wish for everyone to hold things gently, whether that's their own being and the way that they nourish their own selves to the to the land that we walk on thank you thank you jenny this is awesome thank you huge thank you to jenny for coming on the show and educating us about atlas and sustainability with our food and farming practices if you're looking to learn more check out the links in the show notes below thank you all for listening please subscribe to the show follow us on instagram at healthy charleston and have an awesome week